With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Tim Wright here, along with Dr. Michael Gurian. And today, our question is an important one for a lot of reasons. Um, Of course, uh, the question today is, do parents really matter? And that's an important one for parents. And, of course, if they don't matter, then we're done with the Wonder of Parenting podcast. So we want to keep going. And uh, we hope you want us to keep going. So I hope the answer is going to be yes, parents really matter. But there's a reason why we're bringing this up. It's a very good question that we received from one of our listeners. And we're going to get to that in a moment. Do parents really matter? Uh, And probably every parent says, "Uh, I'm not sure if I do. There are moments when we're not sure we're making a difference, but we are. Uh, So, Michael, tell us a bit about Man Cave. All right. Well, speaking of parents, uh, Man Cave is a father, a nurturing father's um, program. So Man Cave, which is men need to be caring, actively engaged, vested and encouraged, a wonderful acrostic. Uh, this, This is a program out of Phoenix. So out of uh, Arizona that offers opportunities for dads to have fun with their kids, provide school readiness father kits specifically made for dads so he can have fun, you know, with the kids and bond and do these things. And um, uh, it, it's a it's a wonderful um, kind of cohesion of City of Phoenix Human Services, Head Start, My Brother's Keeper greater phoenix urban league and all because this gentleman marion hill who lives down there and who we've worked with quite a bit the green institute has um he he had this idea and then got everyone together and they've created this program so go to if you're a father or someone supporting fathers go to um uh and check out the ways to access man cave uh, and that's where you will also find information about our other sponsor, Dr. Greg Jantz, and the great folks up there at the Center of Place of Hope. And we're so appreciative. He has been with us for a long time, and uh, he's a big believer in the work that we're doing. They do similar kind of work, but on a very different level. And so if you ever are in need uh, of some emotional help, some physical help, spiritual help, um, mental help, they're a great place to start. Center Place of Hope, you can find them on our page, thewonderofparenting.com. You'll also find resources there, and you'll find a place where you can post a question, or and or you can go to uh, Facebook and then type in Wonder Parenting, join the group. I'll let you in as soon as I get the notice. And uh, there are a lot of great questions being asked there, some great insights as well. So this question Uh, is not only an interesting question, but it comes to us from uh, a a listener who's probably not necessarily in uh, our target audience, but he listens anyway. He's 27. Uh, He's not, he doesn't, he's not raising kids, uh, but he loves the podcast and we're glad that you're enjoying it. And um, so he feels like there's a lot of wisdom that we give uh, that can be used in other areas, not just parenting. So we're, we're very, very appreciative of that. So here's his question. He says, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Robert Plowman. I'm not, but Michael is. Mm -hmm. But he is a geneticist, 
and well-known for his work on twin studies, studying twins. He says that according to the data, it is a child's genetics that will determine all the important factors in a child's life, intelligence, personality, income, education level, etc. He argues that twin studies show parenting doesn't make a difference in the long run. The parents are only important to ensure the children are fed, sheltered, and don't run out in front of cars. <laughs> uh, since you're scientifically minded, and this is your area of expertise, I was wondering what your take on the matter is. That's, wow, that's a really good question. So enlighten us. Uh, okay. So, yes. So it, it is a wonderful question. And um, I think that the way that this gentleman, uh, and you know, uh, po posted this question, it makes it very stark. It makes it sound mm -hmm. like Plowman is saying, or or geneticists are saying, you know, it's all or nothing. It's, it's all about your genes and none about the parents. And I, I, so I would just say, okay, I don't think he meant it this way, although it was written this way. Plowman doesn't mean it that way. Um, but I'll go into what, but the basic concept that much more is determined by your genetics than we realize, okay, that basic concept I would agree with. Um, and in my books, like the most recent ones are Minds of Boys and Saving Our Sons, I do specifically refer to how much of our, our intelligence and our personality, our temperament are actually about our genes and are mm -hmm. not necessarily about how we are raised. But, but there's a lot of caveats to that. And so the most obvious are going to be if parents, uh, going back to do parents really matter? Well, yes, they do. If parents abuse or traumatize their kids, that is going to affect the child's uh, personality, right? The child is going to potentially develop personality disorders. So the parent, the parents really matter there in terms of trauma and all of that. And the parents really matter in terms of opportunity. So even intelligence, which we are hardwired for our intelligence, this person is right about that. Um, uh, and especially the way that our intelligence is going to manifest. Like I'm hardwired, as are you, we're hardwired genetically for word use. And mm -hmm. when we die and someone cuts open our brain, if they do, they're going to see those word areas in our brains that are so well-developed. You know, mm -hmm. and they're going to see other areas not as well developed. And that that was set up genetically. So um, uh, but the opportunity for it to develop and for our intelligence to develop, we need that opportunity. So we need our parents to provide us with with reading, you know, with um, uh, with playing with play toys, you know, play is growth. So when we're very young and then opportunities to to, to play piano or to take music lessons or, you know, whatever they, the opportunities they can give us, we really need those to help our brains to develop. So um, I would say those are two areas right off the bat where we have to say, well, yeah, yeah. Parents absolutely matter. They, they matter for food, shelter, clothing, as, as this gentleman is saying, that's absolute. They also matter for um, intelligence building. They matter for personality development in terms of trauma. Um, and then I would, I would say they matter, really greatly in terms of relationality. Yeah. Um, the relationship with the parents generates a lot of our success in life. So, uh, and relationality is what helps our brains to grow. And the genes aren't going to control those things. The parents have a lot of control over the list I just gave. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, there's so much to unpack there. Um, as you were talking, I thought, 
Well, there's no replacement for a mother's love or a father's love. Right. Uh, that's you take that away from a child, parental love, love of any human being. It doesn't matter what your genes are. You're just gonna you're gonna have a tough life if you survive at all. You just can't thrive without love, and that's so crucial. And that's that's a significant trauma. You don't get yep. that. You don't get that. You have significant trauma. Uh, yeah. And we we like fa- the father research, you know, so so obviously primary attachment figure is generally mom, incredible amount of research on what happens to the brain when mo- we don't have mom attachment. Right. Right. And then we have incredible research on father attachment and lack of father attachment and how that affects the brain. Um, so, yes. Yeah, this fits absolutely that parents matter. We, and yet the question is not a wrong one. The the thing is that it's just the way it's presented. The twin studies are very clear that a number of things, um, uh, for example, a twin twins are adopted, right? Parents are gone mm-hmm. and twins are adopted. And that's right. what some of this research is. One is brought up in, you're in Phoenix. Another is brought up in India, right? Or, mm-hmm. or more likely for our listeners, something happens in India, like my sister. She was adopted by my parents because her parents abandoned her in India. She they, she was discovered in a garbage can. So after her birth, right, she was put in a garbage can. An orphanage got her. Um, uh, my parents adopted her. And let's say she had a twin who was raised in India, okay, um, by the biological parents, let's say. And then she's raised by um, the other twin, my sister, let's say, is raised by my parents. There are certain things that she is going to still do exactly like her twin in Hyderabad. Like, for instance, the way that she flushes the toilet. This is one of those uh, in, you know, by touching it with the finger on the flusher rather than the whole hand. Like twin studies have have drilled down to things like that. Or the way she turns around in a circle or the way that she dances, the way her Mm -hmm. body looks when she dances. Um, Certain ways that she speaks when she uses words, you know, these things, they'll go back and go, oh my gosh, look at this. She was raised in America, let's say, and her twin was raised in Hyderabad. And yet these things are the same. So her parenting was completely different. Of course it was. Her culture was completely different that she was raised in, but these things are the same. And that's what this writer is referring to Mm -hmm. on the twin studies. So that's absolutely true. But when we expand out to it, what we've just expanded out to, which is, well, what about trauma? What about attachment trauma? Um, you know, um, those things matter as well. Mm-hmm. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at So, so let's put it into the positive, though. I mean, it's it's one thing to say a lack of something can cause trauma, mm-hmm. which can be hard on you. But there must be things that we as parents add into the development of our children that have a positive impact on them uh, in terms of how they're taught to behave, how they're taught to interact with other people. Um, I mean, is, is it possible to have... Right. Uh, twins, one is raised in a family where they're loving and caring and the other where they just hate each other. 
I would imagine those two twins are going to be very different in some ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now we're into the realm where the parenting really does matter because the the um, <clears throat> so their their genetic structure is the same, let's say, especially right. if they're identical twins. But what what uh, what of their genes will get triggered and which of their genes will not get triggered? So let's just look at it that way. So so when they're raised with love, attention and opportunity which is what I think you're getting at. Let's say parents are mm-hmm. giving a lot of unconditional love. They're giving attention, including um, uh, including the transference of values, including respect infusion, you know, making sure that the kids are respectful, you know, all these things that these parents do. So love, attention, and then opportunity that we discussed. And we compare that child's to the identical twin somewhere else that didn't get the love, the attention, mm-hmm. and the opportunity. What we will actually find is that certain genes will get triggered um, on the negative side, will get triggered on the kid who was not raised with the love, attention, and opportunity. Those genes will get triggered, and and uh, that child will become potentially more violent and, of course, a whole cascade of things, um, whereas the one that did get love, attention, and opportunity, um, those genes won't get triggered. And so that one, let's say they both already have genes for a slight amount of narcissism. Let's just pick a potential personality issue. Um, the one that's raised with love, attention, and opportunity will probably not have as severe a case of narcissism as they grow older. But the one who is not will ha- will develop that as a personality disorder, especially if not given that attention in the first two years of life. Um, and will have attachment, a reactive attachment. And so that personality will get, that disorder will get triggered. It could have been triggered in the other, but got love, attention, opportunity. It didn't get triggered. So genes are much more complex than this. And some of it is about, we yes, we share those same genes as twins, but which ones get triggered? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So I'm going to make this kind of a stark statement. Are genes our destiny? Or is nurture our destiny? <laughs> well, that's why we say it's nature, <laughs> nurture, and culture. Nature, right. nurture, and culture. So, so let's talk about that. Just be, remind remind people of the, the Gurian model, those three. Yeah, it's always nature, nurture, and culture. We can't extract them from right. each other. And this person in writing this stimulates us by extracting them from each other. And so we're having this conversation, so we're really glad of it. But also this person is, is separating them, is mm-hmm. separating nature, nurture, and culture. And we really can't do that. Uh, if we're going to be fully um, cognizant of of child development, especially brain development. So it does all start with nature. So absolutely agree with that in terms of this model. Um, it, the nature of our children, that's why I always say nurture their nature. Figure out the nature of this child mm-hmm. and nurture that. Uh, that's where you're going to get the most success. Um, so uh, So it does start with nature. But then nurture wraps around nature. In the ways we all just we just described right now, if we don't wrap around nurture onto nature, then other things can get triggered in in this kid's nature, right? So we're we're wanting to trigger and develop the stuff that's really great in the child, and then of course culture wraps around the nurturing system, and which is wrapping around nature. So culture, uh, especially, you know, when when the nature versus nurture concept first developed around a hundred years ago, it wasn't nature, nurture, and culture. It was nature versus nurture and culture was wrapped right. in a nurture. Right. And it was all right. It's it's me who said, OK, wait a minute. Not now. Now, culture is so operative in the development of kids, especially because of media and social media, uh, you know, and in, in that we need to talk about the way culture trains nurture, which trains nature. So that's why I separate the three. And um, and I and I'll always say nurture their nature. 
and we're going to do well. So that's my model. Yeah. Boy, just when you said that, I think back to the years we grew up in those boomer years when we were kids and the, sh- the profound culture shift that took hold of really an entire generation. Now, not all of us were at Woodstock, not all of us were hippies, but there was something that was happening culturally that hadn't happened in my parents' generation and previous to that. So uh, I do have a question for you, though. Of course, that's my job. <laughs> Is there a difference between genetics and nature? Uh, well, okay, okay. Nature is the bigger word. Um, genetics mm-hmm. would be a subcategory. Okay, um, but but yeah, for human development, I I think probably the biggest factor in when we talk about nature is our genes, um, the genetic package we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's from that, that for instance, if we're male and female, right, we talk a lot about boys and girls. Okay. And this yep. includes LGBTQ because like LGB lesbian, gay, bisexuals is hardwired in utero already. And it runs in families. So we know there's a genetic component. So, so pretty much, you know, everything does have a genetic component and that is the nature part. And so, um, but nature can also we could expand it out and say, well, what about the effect of the forest, right? Nature. Mm-hmm. So not just genetics, but um, uh, climate and all of that. That's all part of right. nature too. So, right. so I would say genetics is a subcategory. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. See, when I when I think of genetics, and, and this is probably pretty narrow, I think of the color of my eyes. Uh, I think of bone structure. I think of uh, mm-hmm. what diseases uh, might possibly be. Right. Uh, f- for example, yesterday I was at the uh, the doctor for my physical and my cholesterol, which has always been just spot on, spiked dramatically. And my brother has mm-hmm. always had high uh, high cholesterol, and he was a marathoner for years. and And the doctor said to him, "It's genetics. There's not, it's you genetics. know, we yeah. just have to manage it." So I think of genetics kind of with the traits that we're given in terms of eye color. What's you know, what do I have a propensity toward uh, in terms of uh, my my diseases or whatever. I think of nature more as my personality, sort of how I relate to the world. Is that an oversimplification? Is that too divided up, or is there some sense in that? Oh no, I think all of that makes sense. Um, cholesterol. Okay, I'm curious. My cholesterol was 254, which is high. Oh well, yours? I was only 245. Oh, yeah. well, we're pretty close. So, well, so now you've is, got two old men talking about their cholesterol. Well, yeah. but this is one of, this is to your point. Part yep. of why we understand nature more, we have to understand our genetics more as we get older. Yes. Um, when we're 27, like this person is 27, I, perhaps this person doesn't have to deal with this stuff yet. So is not mm-hmm. really thinking about, well, what is, you know, what is my nature and what are my, you know, what are my, what are, what's the genetic package I got that's going to cause me ill health later and yep. potentially lead to a heart attack and all that. So we learn more about genetics 
because we get older and we realize, oh, these genes are operative in us. And, and so your point is absolutely accurate. And, and so, you know, so we got to change our lifestyles and we got to go on statins and do these things. Um, my dad was on statins and my two uncles were on statins. So of mm -hmm. course it's genetic for me as it is for you. Um, so that is, you know, and then you're saying nature is how you relate to the world. I, I think that's absolutely fine to say that you are relating to the world based on your genetic package and then the way it was nurtured. And in, mm -hmm. and you develop this personality that you have and you relate to the world, as do I, um, with all of our issues and with all of our strengths. And and that did all start in genetics. This guy is right. That did all start in genetics. But then the world got a hold of us. And of course, your parents got a hold of you initially, and then others around you who became like parents. And these these are the people having the biggest influence on your genetic package. And um, you know, and and as as with me and as with this person, as 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 with everyone. So the twin studies <clears throat> would agree, I think, uh, ultimately with what you are saying what we are saying that you have a genetic package that is much more operative than people believe uh, and that we shouldn't say it's nature versus nurture though because right. nurture does have an effect on the development of our nature so parents really do matter yeah uh, th this is such new stuff uh i think for a lot of lay people uh it may have been out there for quite a while but it was it wasn't all that long ago that we were starting to talk about get your genes tested to sort of discover your ancestry and right. where you came from and you do the mouth swab. And then there was, you started recommending get genetic testing. If your children are showing these certain um, ways of reacting issues. to the world. Right? right. And if, if there, there may be autism in the family or whatever it might be that the genetic testing can give you some insights. And now we seem to be understanding more and more that, in many ways, your genetics are who you are. You are your genetics. Your genetics are you. But that there are these other important influences that then help shape uh, what direction you might go, what opportunities you have. Uh, the genetics aren't the whole story. Yeah. And I think if people to take a nature based approach to this, just look, if you've ever planted a garden or you've ever mm -hmm. been on a farm or, you know, anything that has to do with nature, which we are part of, um, if, if, the that plant is not watered, not watered at the right times, doesn't get enough right. sun, right? It is not going to grow. And it would not matter what its genetics are. Um, it's not going to grow. It's got to have the sun, let's say, and it's got to have the water. It has to have the nurturing soil. And, um, and so this is what parents are. You know, yeah. the genetic package does mean a lot, but parents and schools and all the systems that you and I talk about, to help people in, in these podcasts, getting them to understand the nature of boys, getting them to understand the nature of girls, all of these things. We, we are helping them understand the genetics of each sex. And of course, we're helping them with strategies that will work best with those genetics, let's say. And that's the subtlety of being human to me. Uh, and th the difficulty of being human is that we matter so much. <laughs> we really do matter so much that we have to plan out how to let the genetics come through because that's what the child is trying to do. The child is trying to give voice to his, her, their own genetic system. So let it come through. Don't squelch it, but at the same time, manage it and direct it mm -hmm. so that it comes through in ways that are going to be both functional for the child and functional for the larger society. 
and and that is our job. So once again, you know, nature, nurture, and culture, they all matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's really helpful uh, to think of a seed that's planted. It's got all of its genetics. Uh, and then there's so much love and care nurturing that needs to go into making sure that that plant becomes all that it was genetically designed to be, however you want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the role that we as parents play. Um, so I guess the, the long and the short of it is we get more and more information about how we work, but it still all comes down to what parents have been doing since the beginning of time. And that's loving their kids, getting to know their kids, raising their kids, loving their kids, all those things that are important to helping our children become uh, what they can be in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I think in a way, the because to some extent, we have trained parents, we being the larger society, has trained parents to give love, to give attention, to give opportunity. Okay, just let's assume those are all available yep. to give those. I think actually now kind of a, a a new way to see it in the last 10 years is let's add to love, attention, opportunity. Let's add resilience. Because, yes. yeah, because um that's something that nature is always trying to do and it's evolutionary and it's evolutionary in the genes too for them to be resilient right the ones that are not good are going to die out let's say the ones that are resilient are going to come through and i think that's what we as parents need to be thinking about as well that and and that's where we as a society have perhaps that can perhaps use genetic research mm-hmm. um and really be conscious of it and say okay okay hold on and I'll give you the example of the helicopter or bulldozer parent that we've talked about. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of parent that is so is in a way not understanding that the child's genes are really strong. And what what we need to do is we need to set up structures in which we allow that strength to work um, rather than, for instance, trying to make our child always comfortable stuff we've talked about before right. or, or or taking all obstacles out of the way of our child you know i think in a way we can trust genetics and say no wait a minute wait a minute if we let our child freely activate out in the world with some direction obviously all these things um our child's strong inherently those genes are strong inherently i passed on to my kids genes that are strong inherently so yep. i think this is a good inner conversation so i don't have to um, uh, I can, I can raise my child to be resilient by not removing obstacles, by allowing obstacles to happen uh, along with the love, attention, and opportunity. So now I think it's love, attention, opportunity, and resilience building would be the four things we as parents and as elders would want to try to do. So Michael, I can hear in my mind a collective sigh throughout the entire universe of parents saying, oh good, it's so good to know I matter. (laughs) <laughs> and for our yes. our thousand of listeners to know, we're going to be back next week because parents matter, <laughs> and our parents, our wonder parents, they matter to us. And so we're going to be back next time uh, with another Wonder Parenting podcast. And we do want to encourage you to go to wonderparenting.com, and that's where you can submit your questions if you'd like. We do pull some questions off of our Facebook page from time to time. You can go there and just put in uh, Wonder Parenting, and we'll let you in as soon as you join. Uh, there's also some links to our sponsors, resources, a uh, lot of good stuff to help you in the role of being great parents uh, to these 
these wonder-filled kids that you have been uh, privileged to raise. So, Michael, thank you. This was a great question, great answers. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, and thanks to this writer. E- even yep. though the question was presented in a stark way, keep keep them coming, even like this, yep. because yep. they create our ability to respond. So thank you for these questions. And uh, thank you, Tim. And thanks, everyone. Well, I learned a lot. So thank you. And we'll be back with you next week.